It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's Thursday. If you already listened to the show I put up earlier this morning, uh, as soon as we uploaded it, Pretty much everything in sports that could be canceled was canceled. Holy cow. So I'm going to provide an update. And then uh, if you didn't listen to Thursdays, I'm going to slap the last segment that was about um, it was football related. I'm going to slap that at the end of this. But wow. Wow. So since that went up, all the things that have happened this morning uh, in- include the SEC tournament being canceled. And now SEC sports, all of those seasons, they have been suspended until March 30th. So that includes baseball, softball, golf, tennis. Michael Papp is a VSBN 106.7. I mean, this is... Gymnastics. Uh, gymnastics as well. I mean, this is uh, this is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. It, it Yeah, it, it, I, it's absolutely wild. Um, I think... Never seen anything like this before. I think uh, the, uh, the two NBA players that have confirmed gotten the virus, it... Uh, I don't know. I guess that kind of opened everyone's eyes. But t- statistically speaking, um, college students in peak physical condition are the least likely to a get the virus and b um, you know suffer. I guess or pass away. Uh, uh, I don't really know what else to say. It's a it's a real shame that everyone's tournaments are getting canceled, um, except the Big East. Except the Big East. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Pearl said he told Auburn the news on the team bus, quote, there was some anger. There were a couple of heads down and some tears. We had five seniors who worked to be seated second in this tournament. And that's that's who you hate it for the most. Even when we thought that the SEC tournament was going to be played in front of an empty gym, you still hate it for the seniors just because they've worked you know, their whole career to kind of get this point, especially Auburn seniors. I mean, these upperclassmen are guys who absolutely changed this program. They changed the culture of this team. So you hate that. You hate it for everybody involved. You hate it for the athletes. You hate it for the fans. You hate it for the communities that that were hosting these events. I mean, millions and millions of dollars are going to be lost through tourism over the next few months. And, and you especially feel for a city like Nashville, you know, going, yep. going through what they yep. just went through. And, and now, you know, like Zach said, Millions and millions of dollars. Zach has a uh, a pretty good insight into this. Um, talking with uh, someone from the Auburn Opelika Tourism Bureau uh, every week on his morning show on News Talk WANI. Thanks for the plug, bro. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, it's one of my favorite segments that you do. I listen almost every week. Uh, it, it's really interesting to hear. I mean, Auburn as a community, when they host things like high school soccer tournaments or they have a big pickleball tournament coming up. I mean, it, it's major money for for the I guess the Twin Cities here. Yeah. And when you're a city like Nashville hosting a huge event like the SEC basketball tournament, you know that's money that a lot of their small businesses really need. A lot of the hotel chains in Nashville really need. I mean, a lot a lot of those businesses really you know rely on hosting that tournament, especially when you've planned your whole year accordingly. So it uh. It's, I mean, it's a real bummer for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now uh, you look look at it. The SEC has suspended um, 
has suspended um, all sports through uh, through the 30th. And then you, you look at it and you think, well, Auburn football is supposed to happen until then. At the time of this recording, that is up in the air. Several articles have popped up on different sites about spring practice being up in the air. I have a hard time buying the fact that A-Day will be a thing at the time of this recording. I got off the phone with somebody a few minutes ago that said, like, hey, I don't think A-Day is happening. So we'll see. Hopefully that does not come to fruition. You talk about impact from a tourism mm-hmm. standpoint. You know, that's 30,000 people that typically come in town for that. So that's that means they're not buying food at restaurants. They're not, you know, buying new shirts at stores in town and, and all that. So we will see. Um I bet as soon as we put this up, they cancel March Madness. That's just kind of the feeling I'm getting right now. I I, I struggle with that. Um, obviously, Turner Sports has paid an arm and a leg to carry all the games in the tournament. Um, again, so, so many communities that would be affected by them not hosting the tournament. Uh, even if the fans aren't allowed in the stadium, a lot of people I still think will go to the cities uh, just to be there, if, especially if they're within driving distance. Um, all the money that I assume has to be refunded for games getting canceled and things. Uh, and, and then for the NCAA, I mean, this is your marquee event, right? Yes. And, and maybe it'll be postponed, but it's tough for me to believe a lot of these guys – that are supposed to be drafted or will be drafted or guys that are graduating and moving on that, that they're going to be able to stick around for May madness or June madness. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. The timing with everything. If, if we lose March madness, will they move it back and will Auburn just play without Isaac and, and, you know, they still let the seniors play or do they, you know, work out a thing where it's like you can get drafted and, you're able to play with your team if you choose to, and you know, but then, then what would happen? But then there's also like guys that are going to have to go prep for the NBA draft. Like guys leave to go prep for the NFL draft, and so yeah, it stinks. It's, it is a crummy yeah. situation, an incredible crummy situation. Yeah, the show I put up earlier today, I was making the argument that I think Auburn playing in a empty gym helped them. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't think that matters at all. So. All right, we'll just leave our conversation there, and I'm going to grab the uh, the tail end of the, the show I already put up this morning. It was about football, and we will tag that at the uh, the other side of this break. This is uh, this is Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Football chatter coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to get your thoughts on some guys, both listeners and you, Painter Sharpless, right here on Locked On Auburn. So I love talking about defensive backs. I think that is one of the more fun positions for me to watch anyway, just because those guys are so freakishly athletic. And right, the way the game's evolved, there may not be a position. You you could really pick which position's hardest to play for a number of different reasons, but the conversation has to exist for that position group. I, I think so. I mean, just as far as the, the physical part of it, as far as just being able to predict where they're going, so you got to watch tape and be prepared. 
Um, and you can kind of kind of varies in style of play, from man versus zone. But Nehemiah Pritchett is a guy that I've been high on. He is getting more and more steam uh, as far as hype goes. As we are just a few days away from spring starting, um, six one, one hundred sixty two pounds, a sophomore. And so you know, I, I think you kind of heard that hype here first, folks. So I kind of want to uh, just kind of point him out. But Painter, there's two other guys that I'm seeing more and more chatter about, and I want to get your thoughts on it. So first, the first one is the former running back, now turned corner, Devin Barrett. He's listed at corner, not a safety. I've said in the past that I thought he was a safety. I was wrong on that. But six foot, 195 pounds, a senior. Coaches are apparently uh, all over his ability to be physical, that physical mindset, and I think that kind of makes sense. And being a former running back, moving to the other side of the football um, I'm starting to think that he is relevant, and I didn't think he would be going into 2020, but I'm starting to back off of that. Yeah, I think he'll be in the rotation. Uh, he will be one of the more experienced players after um, having a full season to adjust as a defensive back. I think you will see his name and hear him, and quite frankly, I hope that we hear a lot of him because the guy has, by all accounts, been willing to move and adjust to do what it would take, I guess, to benefit the team. Now that obviously he wants to get on the field and the coaches are telling him, hey, this is your best path to doing that. But some players are unwilling to make that move, and he has been. Yeah, and props to him for working his tail off. I mean, you see a lot of guys throughout college football change sides of the ball. And like guys like Noig Monogany and Prince Tega Winogo, I mean, they are they're exceptions to the rule. I mean, the, most of the time when you change position, it's kind it of It feels like, like a death sentence, right? right? It's like you're a death piece at best. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, even kind of the news with Matthew Hill that we talked about a little bit yesterday, it's just like, oh, is he is he done? Is he going to transfer? You know, that, that kind of thing. So props to him for, one, sticking with the program and not transferring out. And the other, I mean, it sounds like he's working his tail off. He, he is going to get relevant reps – I think uh, I think he's going to be a two deep guy, and then if you're a top four corner in college football or any level of football, you're going to play. Whether it's when Auburn goes dime, or you're going to get relevant reps on special teams because those are kind of the perfect guys that you want on special teams because they're the ones running down the field making the tackle. So, uh, and, and I like his size. I like his size, and I think he's going to be able to hit some folks and make some wide receivers uncomfortable. So it, it makes sense. It's just the footwork is totally different. Right. I think it'll be curious to watch McCreary, who should be a starter. Yeah. In addition to Pritchett, who you mentioned, mm-hmm. Zion Puckett and Devin Barrett. There will be some others, but I think those are four names certainly to be aware of at the defensive back position, not including the obvious of Smoke Monday and Jamie and Sherwood. Right. Who are safeties, but since we're talking about defensive backs. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Jashawn Sheffield's another guy. But the, the other yeah, guy, yeah, I want right. to get your thoughts on that we're not really talking about that I'm seeing more and more good stuff about. Devin Geis, he's a smaller guy, 5'8", 162, upperclassman. I think he's actually going to get the opportunity to fight for a top four corner job. I I don't can't claim to know anything about this. Like that's I, I don't news know much to about me. him either. I, I'm just seeing his name pop up, uh, you know, a little bit more often than I expected. Well, that it gives to. us one more storyline to follow through spring practice. Like who's he running with, and uh, you know, if if it becomes evident, if those whispers grow louder, reporters will ask, and I will be curious to see if that evolves into what you're saying. And and not unlike Devin Barrett, hope that happens. Like I'm yeah. all about these guys that have stuck around. Hopefully they're ready. The The issue might be sometimes if you have not played significantly by the time you're an upperclassman, that, right. could, that could be telling. However, it's it's certainly not always the case. There are plenty of schools where guys just don't get a chance 
because there are really good players in front of them until their third season. Right. The thing that's interesting to me is I'm seeing more chatter about Devin Barrett and Devin Geis and really all the guys that you've mentioned so far in the defensive backfield. I'm seeing all of that over Jordan Peters. And Jordan Peters is a guy, I thought he was awesome as a freshman. He got relevant time as a freshman. Uh, you know, he he went toe-to-toe with Amari Cooper in that Iron Bowl that year. Like, he was a fun guy to watch. And you saw him a lot in dime early on in his career. And it's like Auburn kind of moved away from him. I mean, do you think he's relevant at this point? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess... My main thought here, though, is like if this uh, if this defense is going to neutralize some of what they lost on the line, the defensive backs that we're talking about probably have to step up just a bit. I don't want to overreact about the position group because defensive backs actually didn't get enough credit, I thought, last season. But we know the line will be good again this year. Like they have replaced for years Rodney, Rodney Gardner and Kevin Steele have the likes of Carl Lawson and Montrevious Adams, and it goes on and on and on. I am curious to see what this group can do in particular, and this may never go away with the defensive backs, Okay, but the way that they play in that man press, they're probably just going to keep getting penalties. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, like they didn't get enough credit for the yards per attempt that they gave up. They were a top 20 pass defense last year. Mm-hmm. I know that that doesn't jive with the way a lot of people feel, but this was a good secondary, and I think they will have to rely on it just a bit more because you're not going to have... You're not going to get to the quarterback as quick. Yeah, I mean, the obvious part is you don't have an elite Derrick Brown and a borderline elite Marlon Davidson. And for what it's worth, Nick Coe didn't have the season we thought he was going to have last year, but he was still available. Sure. And he was still an athletic presence. Yeah. For Auburn has pass rushers, to be fair. I, I just don't know if they have guys that can do both at the same time, can defend the run and defend the pass. Um, it's like, how good can Big Cat be over the course of a season in stopping the run? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, like, can Connus Miller and Tyron Truesdale, can they can they rush the passer? Like, right. I, I don't know. And, like, that's sort of where I'm at is we're a few days away from spring practices. It's finally nice to feel like we, we're not going to get all the answers we want and things are closed off and we will make lame jokes about how Gus Malzahn is paranoid. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, just to be fair, Lane Kiffin is mostly making uh, media availability wi- like wide open. Uh, uh-huh. And you can get more of that at Locked On Ole Miss. That's right. So I guess I would just <laughs> say, like, we, we'll get some answers this spring, and I'm I'm hopeful to find out more about the defensive line and what it is Rodney Gardner, Kevin Steele think they have, because I'm. it may not be elite this year, but I think it's going to be really good. Painter, where can people find you and hear you, friend? Semantics, man. Really good. Elite. 11 to 1, the lunch break. Join Justin Ferguson and me. He knows what he's talking about, and he'll have the answers. Of course, that's available to you also on the ESPN 106.7 app. And if you're listening at work, ESPNAU.com. Don't forget about the podcast when you get done with the Locked On Auburn podcast. We've got you covered there every day. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, the Abbey Award-winning lunch break. Be sure to check that out. Thank you, Painter. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.